the conversation becomes, hmm, if you were able to do that with a dance, what can I do with my printing? What can I do with my painting? What can I do with whatever my art is? You know, if it's glass blowing or whatever, I hope to inspire artists to say, maybe it's not a dance routine and maybe it won't go viral, but how can you communicate to these issues with your platform or with your medium of art? Hi, I'm Linda Dershing. 25 years ago, I opened my first bar, Linda's Tavern, in Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood. Today, my company, The Dershing Group, has opened 11 other spots for friends to get together. I'm passionate about this community and the creativity, acceptance, and character it breeds. Seattle fosters people's motivation to change the future of its culture for good. In this podcast, I get the chance to talk to several of those people about what makes this city one to watch. This is Uncharted Seattle. We're here with Shakia Danielson, an artistic director and hip-hop teacher at the Northwest Tap Connection in Seattle. As a race and social justice-oriented dance studio, they use dance to enrich the lives of students while also helping them develop self-discipline and to instill self-confidence. Welcome, Shakia. Thank you so much for having me. Tell us more about Northwest Tap Connection. What is it and and what does it do? Uh, Well, it's a race and social justice studio based out of the south end of Seattle. It's in the Rainier Valley. Um, And uh, it, it just bridges the gap. Uh, for kids, for underprivileged youth through dance and cultural history. What's the mission at Northwest Tap Connection? What does it mean for a dance studio to be focused on race and social justice? Uh, I think one, um, one the, the majority of the student bodies are uh, kids of color, mm. and it gives them kind of like a sense of culture, but it also bridges the gap for maybe underprivileged youth who can't maybe afford Um, the formal training and things like that. And it also provides a cultural history along with the dance curriculum. You know, so while they're learning tap pieces, they're also learning about greats in their craft. But it's always some sort of educational component so they can learn their craft, but they can also take pride in their culture. Um, You and the Northwest Tap Connection gained a lot of well-deserved recognition after the Janelle Monae video. Mm -hmm. Explain the video that went viral and how that came to be. Uh, so they, uh, Janelle Monet and uh, the Wonderland Camp put out a song called Hell You Talking About. And the first time I heard it, I probably repeated it maybe 35 times, just back to back to back. It was percussive, but to me it sounded like this is an audio version of blood crying out on streets. It's refusing to go under the rug like it would always be, you know? And so... The more I listened to it, the more I, I, it stirred my spirit. I cried a bit. And then I was like, you know what? I, we got to do something to this song. We did it at a, the station block party on Beacon Hill. A cell phone clip over that weekend, mm-hmm. it went from a couple hundred views to almost two million on Facebook. It just kept jumping hundreds of thousands of views. And it was just a cell phone clip of them doing it at this block party. I don't understand how stuff goes viral. It's cool that it went as far as it did, but it just let me know people need this right now. You know, it let yeah. me know people needed yep. to be encouraged. It needed to, people needed to be acknowledged. You know what I'm saying? And to see these babies doing it, it puts the future back in your face. You know, they are what will be. Yes. You know, so this piece uh, ended up, it's still being shared 
I wish it wasn't still relevant, but it is. This leads to what sort of conversations are you hoping to spark with your work? Um, Well, for artists, Mm -hmm. I hope the conversation becomes, hmm, if you were able to do that with a dance, what can I do with my printing? Mm. What can I do with my painting? What can I do with whatever my art is? You know, if it's glass blowing or whatever, I hope to inspire artists to say, Maybe it's not a dance routine and maybe it won't go viral, but how can you communicate to these issues with your platform or with your medium of art? So I hope in some way cultural things begin to be reinstated with education. And then I hope that this stimulates communication between law enforcement and communities. So how do you think Seattle is an epicenter for progression and change? Uh, Seattle's rich with a lot of a lot of different types of art and artists. I feel like you have a bunch of geniuses walking around. I feel like you have a lot of unique sounds walking around. There's a ton of people who uh, they put their own spin on stuff here. You know, um, out here was the first time I saw a jazz show where a guy used a wedding ring to play the piano, but he was using it as percussion. You know, tapping on strings, opening up the body of the piano and plucking them like a harp. You know, just interesting things, you know, Um, of course, you have like Starbucks, you have Boeing, you know, um, but you also have like the Quincy Joneses out of here. You know, it's not just one of them. There's a whole like community of awkward brilliance, you know, floating around, walking around. You can never you can never blow off anyone in Seattle, I don't think, because you never know who you're talking to. Right. Um, You might have uh, I remember the guy who. Um, composes for Hanna-Barbera cartoons. We met him at Upstream and I just, I was so glad he was on a panel because the way he was dressed and how his demeanor was, you might've just blown him off not realizing he composed your Saturday morning cartoons. Yes. And he's from here. You wow. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, there, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of techie minds, a lot of, you know what I'm saying? A lot of, a lot of artsy, like, like, the painters here, the approach to art, uh, the conversation around art, um, even some of the murals in South Seattle. Uh, Ari Glass is someone who, like, if you go past a Safeway on Othello in the South End, he has like a a mural of this beautiful lady with this hip hop book that she's reading. <laughs> you know, the Seattle artists will not just notice the flowers; they'll look up the book in that mural. Mm-hmm. You know, because. It's that kind of place. So yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of interesting musical geniuses, a lot of interesting sounds you get out of Seattle. Um, I'm not sure what Seattle's sound really is. I think the closest thing to a sound was Nirvana and grunge. That's what is associated with Seattle. But if you if engage, you, and if you go back decades before that, there, you know, you've got Jimi Hendrix came mm-hmm, from Seattle, mm-hmm. and before that, that there was an R&B scene. Um, mm. uh, in the 1950s that I saw a documentary about. Oh, I'm not hip. Yeah. What was so, the documentary? I wish I could remember the R&B name out of, of it, but it really surprised me about all this amazing music that was coming out of Seattle then. So I think that there really is a kind of a, a, a very rich past of, and yes. as well as current music mm-hmm. that we, that we have in Seattle. And really it is hmm. very, really varied. You it know. is. It is. You get some unique stuff out of here, mm-hmm. you know, even with um, 
uh, we had a conversation at Upstream. There's a group of us that uh, had lunch with one of the members of Tribe Called Quest when mm-hmm. he came, mm-hmm. Ali. And he was wondering, like, you know, you guys have had all this brilliant musicianship and artists. You know, how come the scene hasn't seemed to come together? He was asking about the hip-hop scene specifically. You know, he's like, why hasn't it kind of gotten off the ground? You have Macklemore, mm-hmm. but why haven't there been more? you know, that have maybe reached that level and things like that. And so it it sparked an interesting conversation. But when you start talking to different rappers in Seattle, I mean, you're liable to get some synth sounds. You're liable to get some disco samples. You're liable to get some trap. Like it just, there's no distinct sound. I, you know, there's no distinct Seattle sound. Everybody's so innovative and so into it has to be original, you know, so I think it takes a little more time for something to pop here because it's so different and interesting and new and untapped and fresh. Right. You know, and we are tucked up here. We are upper left, upper left, <laughs> upper left. We so, are. So tell me how you think that the work that you're doing is impacting the city of Seattle. Um, Well, what I hope it's doing is uh, stimulating a lot of conversation and collaboration. That's what I hope it's doing. Um, I hope it's making people want to reach out more. I hope it's making people want to communicate more, offer what they have more and um, and hopefully provide some things that I don't see (laughs) again, you know, like a more collaborative, stable hip hop scene, for instance. That would be something that in a year I hope we have more of a hip hop community of artists not just pockets but a full-on community you know i would say if we do you're a big part of that i would yes for more stories like these watch the uncharted seattle video series at visitseattle.tv so why do you think seattle is a great place to do the work that you're doing it's good proving ground. People aren't impressed with you right away. And your fan is not going to say anything to you. They're going to watch you for a long time. And I, I say this all the time. I remember being in a ca- uh, breakfast spot with my guy, Gabriel. We did Greeny Jungle. There was another guy sitting at a table across from us, had our music video up on his laptop, didn't say a word to us. Didn't say a <laughs> word. That is Seattle. That's what you're dealing with. So, you know, you have to kind of grind a little bit before people even talk to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying about what you're doing. And I'm OK with that. They might like you, but they're going to watch you for a while. So I think that's healthy um, not to get praised so fast right away. But it, it kind of it's like a it's good proving ground. It's tough here. Yeah, it's tough here. So many creative people in Seattle. So how do you find people to collaborate with artistically? And how does that spirit of collaboration influence what you're doing? Uh, it has everything to do with what I'm doing. And I I tend to collab with people who have the same heart. You know, uh, I work with young people. I tend to collab with people who also work with young people. Um, uh, I care that my art is effective. I care about what I'm saying. Uh, I care about how I'm saying it. I tend to work with people who also care about what they're saying and how they say it. Um, And then like, for instance, I have a, a show called The Groovement that combines hip hop dance and local artists local MCs. And so um, rather than rather than as a rapper trying to battle everybody, look, come over here. I'm a choreograph for you. You do one song by yourself. You do one song with dancers. My kids get some experience dancing with artists 
and you get to think about some stuff you might not have ever thought about before. You notice singers always have a good set on stage and they have dancers and there's a story, something makes sense. Well, with rappers, you just have a bunch of people running around on stage. You know what I'm saying? There's never really a good choreographed situation, you know? And so that's something that I'd like to see more of. So rather than saying, I'm not y'all are doing this and y'all are, I just do it. You know, I try to do what I don't see. You know, I look for what's missing and I try to do what I don't see. And I rock with people who uh, give a damn, basically. Yeah. You got to care. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You got to care about where this is going to land, how it's going to land. And a lot of times we're, we don't we don't all see the world the same way, but we got the same heart when it comes to what we have common ground on. And um, we're able to respect each other's differences and and build from a sincere place and then outside of the stage we still have communication so that's why i rock with them well really when you're you've mentioned it twice that you are you know basically filling holes you're doing things yep. that you would like to see that's mm -hmm. really it's creating culture not following uh -uh. culture uh -uh. yeah i we, i'm not interested yeah uh, i need to know it because it's like all right if this is what's out there it's not always to even counter, but if it's like, I wish we would have more of this, there's only so long, I'm gonna talk about that before I do something. Yes. You know, so uh, I think Master P said, if you wanna get into business, look for a problem. Mm -hmm. Why well, apply that to art, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, whatever I don't see, nine times out of 10, I'm working on something to create it. Right. Have you spoken with other friends that are, that are artists that feel the same way? Do you yeah. feel that's common? I. Because I would say maybe, maybe not common. I think it's really interesting that you're saying it. It's it's not, and I don't realize it's not until I have conversations. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't realize it's uh, the groovement is out of a conversation of I want to see this. I talk to the owner of the studio. Hey, can I do this? You know, and there's enough rapport there and trust. You know, and I don't mind putting the work in either. That's the other thing. So it's like you're never gonna really hear an idea without some grind behind it, you know, without some kind of, all right, if I talk about it, I'm probably already written it down and talked to a couple people about it, you know, to have this happen. Um, I want a summer concert series. It's happening. June, July, and August. It's outdoors at the dance studio. It will be free to the public. Uh, I wanted a cypher series started. We just dropped it uh, two weeks ago. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's something I want to see here. Mm -hmm. in Seattle. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think there is enough collaboration. Well, maybe I can't get 50 people, but I could get five. You know what I'm saying? And then once people see something happening, because that's I think that's how Seattle is. You could talk, but they need to see you doing something and then they can jump on. Sometimes people want to support, but they don't see how they can. So you got to get something going. You know what I'm saying? Maybe maybe they're not a rapper, but they're really good with a camera. Maybe they suck with cameras, but they're really good at greeting people, you know? So I, you can't blow anybody off. Right. You know, but I think you do have to get something off the ground so people can see how to contribute sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, what they do and how they do it. Well, your summer series. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little more about that. That one. Uh, so what I like I said, what I do with the groovement, I combine uh, dancers and hip hop artists. So people have been asking for more than one show. Rather than uh, doing more than one show, it's at Rainier Beach every year. Mm -hmm. uh, the snow days, we had to push it back because it was supposed to be in March. So now it's in May. But rather than having two shows, I'm like, let me just stretch this over the three months because now Northwest Tap owns both buildings that were in the parking lot. And so I'm like, shoot, 
it's perfect. I shot hell you talking about uh, initially in that parking lot and there was so much traffic. People were driving by honking and things like that. And I kept saying, man, it'd be good to see like a block party type thing. Well, what if we just gathered all these artists and gave more opportunities and on top of it added a cypher series? Um, I don't care about being the face of something. I want to see something here. I need we need a community here and there needs to be a hub for something. And so I have access to this. I have access to this. We got concrete. We got a stage. We got some speakers. We got bars. We got artists. Let's go for it. You know, so I've already started reaching out to artists locally. Um, some have done the groovement before and some I've never worked with before ever. The key thing is because we have children and elders, don't cuss and make sure you make something that edifies your community, period. I mean, I think that's very, I think that's really important. You're doing something. Yeah, I got to do something. Yeah. Bust a move. <laughs> <laughs> um, so where do you go to the, in the city for inspiration? The water. Mm, there's a lot of water. Lot so what of are some water. of your um, favorites? Man, so I, I like... Uh, there's a lot of spots in Kirkland mm -hmm. that I go to. I like going down um, the pier. I like going down there. I like uh, going to like Pritchard Beach in the Rainier Valley area. And then um, there's some real cool graffiti walls and abandoned buildings between Pioneer Square and then like around the Yesler Terrace area. Um, and then... Uh, Sometimes it's uh, a lot of cafes, like like you got Cafe Evol, um, and then you have like, sometimes it's Panera, <laughs> just across the street from my house. <laughs> sometimes I'll go there, but a lot of cafes, you see some real interesting people walking in and out. You see a lot of interesting people, believe it or not, walking in and out of Vizel's Chicken. Oh, I believe it's it. It's interesting. That's a Seattle classic. It's a Seattle classic. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, sometimes... I get inspired without trying to be inspired. I think downtown Seattle's dope too. I like Pike Place. I like I like walking around downtown. Sometimes you sit in Westlake and you hear some of the craziest things. You see some of the craziest things down there. Sometimes you stumble on festivals that you didn't know was happening, you know. And there's musicians sometimes out there playing like a, a kick drum and a bucket and something else, you know, like a a homemade drum set and he's killing jazz, you know, just killing jazz on bottles and, you know, just some interesting things. So what's your favorite music venue in Seattle? Where do you go see music? Maybe a few places, probably. You know, sometimes you catch something real cool at like karaoke spots, but I like the crocodile. Oh, great. I like the crocodile. It's and um, Good classic. And they have quite an assortment of music and kind of a fun little bar scene right around there on Second Avenue exactly. as well. Exactly. And they have good pizza. Uh-huh. The <laughs> they have good pizza. So when you leave there, you can always hit a good spot what's, in that area. What's a really memorable uh, music experience you've had in Seattle or dance? I think rocking the MLK rally with Gabriel Teodros. We did Greeny Jungle. We did we shot the video in one take and it featured the city of Seattle. So you see everybody in the march <laughs> in that video we had one time to do it and it turned out dope so that was a good music moment and that was a good dance moment yeah yeah and then 
What do you want to let people know about uh, your Instagram, social media? Oh, How can yes. they find you? You can find me. My name is Shakia Danielson. So you can find me at D-A-N-I-E-L-S-O-N. It's my last name. Uh, you can look up Northwest Tap Connection, Hip Hop. You'll find me. Yeah. Well, this has been really great. I've really enjoyed hearing your story. You. Mm-hmm. Appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. To learn more about the groundbreaking artists making Seattle a creative city, go to visitseattle.org slash creative city.